Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. We are in the month of May, and as Catholics, you know what that means. It's Mary's month. This is the time to really ponder and thank the Lord for the mystery of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I'm so excited to do that in today's episode, but I want to look at one of the most perplexing biblical passages about Mary. The one that many times people hear this passage and they're wondering, what is that really all about? If Catholics give so much attention to Mary, well, why would Jesus say this to her? And I'm talking about that scene at the wedding at Canaan. You remember that? Jesus goes to Cana for this wedding feast with his mom. And Mary notices they're about to run out of wine. She tells Jesus. And then Jesus says these words in John's gospel, chapter 2, verse 4. These strange words, woman, what is this to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Doesn't that seem a little harsh? What did Jesus mean by these words? That's what I want to unpack in today's episode. So I want to welcome you to the special edition of All Things Catholic. And it's a special edition because today I want to take you with me on pilgrimage. Do you want to go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land? Do you want to go to Galilee, to Cana? Well, that's what we're going to do in today's episode, because uh, this episode was recorded on a recent uh, pilgrimage I made uh, to Cana, and I gave a a short little reflection about these very mysterious words from John chapter 2, verse 4. And I'll unpack those words, and you'll you'll hear that uh, on location there at Cana. But first, before I I take you to Cana, I have to ask you, are, are any of you JP2 fans? Any people love JP2 out there? I have to say I miss him so much. <laughs> you know, just this last month, in April, earlier in April, we were remembering the 15th anniversary of his death. And uh, so much of his witness and teaching has shaped my life, but especially what he's taught with Theology of the Body and his earlier work called Love and Responsibility. His vision for love, for marriage, for sexuality, for friendship – is just so beautiful. And and it's challenged me, it's inspired me, and it's not only shaped my teaching, but really the way I, I strive. I know I fall short many times, but I know I want to live this out better in my own married life. And I'm excited to tell you about something you don't want to miss. And that is, there is a free online conference coming up this weekend sponsored by the Theology of the Body Institute. It's a free international online conference this weekend, May 8th through 10th. And they're going to have dozens and dozens of presenters. You could hear from people like Leah Darrow, Jason Everett, Father Jacques Philippe, Matt Frad, Father Donald Calloway, and many others. I'll be presenting as well. I'm going to give a talk on love and friendship in marriage. Um, and it's all free. So, so check it out. You can find the link to this uh, in the show notes as well as on my Instagram account. You can go find the link in my bio on Instagram or I'll, I'll be posting on Facebook and Twitter as well. So this upcoming weekend, Theology Body Institute, check it out. Uh, and, and it's all for free. Now, are you ready to go with me to Cana? Let's listen in. John chapter 2, verse 4. The meaning of those cryptic, mysterious words. Woman, what is it to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Here we are. We're in Cana. and We're getting ready to renew the wedding vows of a number of the couples on this pilgrimage here with us. But I want to just talk about an amazing dialogue that took place right before the great miracle. And that was a mysterious exchange between Jesus and Mary. You may remember the story that 
Mary notices that they ran out of wine. And to run out of wine at a wedding isn't just like, oh, like, you know, I, I don't have enough chips and beer for my Super Bowl party. No, no, this would be great shame on the family. In a culture of honor and shame, if someone runs out of the wine to serve, you're claiming to be able to serve at a certain social status. You've invited all these people to run out of wine is to say, we're not really at that level. We're not able to provide at that level. And so your family would be shamed for generations to come. So this is a really an impending disaster for the family. And the first person to notice is Mary. That tells us something about her heart, that she notices people's needs. And as our spiritual mother, she has that foresight. She can see what we need and she goes to the one person who can make a difference. That day at Cana and all the days of our lives. And who's that one person? Jesus. She turns to Jesus and she says, they have no wine. And then Jesus says these mysterious words. He says, woman, what is this to you and to me? My hour is not yet come in John chapter two, verse four. Have you ever wondered about those words? Does it seem like Jesus is pushing Mary away a little bit? You know, there's even some Christians that say, you know, that, that Jesus is kind of rebuking his mother. And they may say to us Catholics and say, why do you Catholics give so much attention to Mary? Jesus didn't at, at the wedding at Cana. And I, and I get where they're coming from because from our modern perspective, those words do seem harsh. They do seem kind of like, if you can imagine, you know, a, a rebellious teenager today, right? If some mom said, you know, hey, Johnny, come down for dinner. Come help set the table. And Johnny comes down and says, hey, woman, what's this to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. <laughs> I've got a half hour left on my Xbox, mom. If that were me, my Italian mom, psh, I get a slap in the face. I'm in trouble. Uh, but clearly that's not what's happening in this scene. Clearly, we can see that Mary, how does she interpret Jesus's words? Does she interpret them positively or negatively? What's her response to this scene? Does she say, now, don't you talk that way to me, Jesus? Or does she start kind of crying and say, don't embarrass me? What does she do? What's her response? Do whatever he tells you. She interprets the words positively. What's well, Jesus's response? What does Jesus do in the end? Does Jesus go, now, hey, mom, don't get those servants involved. I never said I was going to do anything. No, what does Jesus do? He performs the miracle. He answers her request. So if this is supposed to be, these words supposed to be some kind of rebuke of Jesus, and Jesus provides 120 gallons of wine as a result of this miracle, I'd love to see what a yes would look like. <laughs> so it's clear Mary doesn't interpret these words negatively. Jesus himself doesn't interpret these words negatively. They both see that there's something positive in here. What is the meaning of those words? I want to bring you back into this from a biblical standpoint. First of all, Jesus calls his mother woman. That is highly unusual. There is no reference in scripture of a son calling his own mother woman. There's other times where Jesus calls people woman, like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, or Mary Magdalene at the resurrection. But there's no reference in Judaism, in ancient Greek, in ancient, Rome, ancient Latin in Rome, where you have a son calling his own mother woman. That tells us Jesus must have some woman in mind. In the light of the Jewish tradition, which woman is that? Who's the first woman of the Bible? Eve. 
And there was a great prophecy given about her. The first prophecy in the Bible, the first foreshadowing of the Messiah, that the woman, Eve, would one day have a descendant, a son, an heir, an offspring, who would do what? Crush the head of the serpent. That's why you often see Mary depicted with what under her feet? A serpent. And so when Jesus calls his mother woman, it's a title of great honor. It's Jesus recognizing you're that woman. And then he says, my hour is not yet come. In John's gospel, there's this theme of the hour. It's the hour of Christ's suffering. It's the hour of his passion and his death. And so Jesus is saying his hour, his, the hour of his passion is not yet come. What's most important though, that ties us all together is the Hebrew idiom, the little expression in between. In the Greek text, it's tiamoi kai soi. What is this to you and to me? It describes two people looking at the same thing, but with a different perspective. So Mary comes and says, they have no wine. And Jesus says, what is this wine to you and to me? In other words, this wine means something to you, but to me, it means something else. What is this? What's the difference here? Mary's coming and saying, could you, they ran out of wine. Could you provide some beverage for the wedding feast with great compassion for the family? Could you provide the wine? And Jesus says, that's really noble. But for me, this wine is so much more than just wine for the wedding feast. Because if I perform this miracle, if I change water into wine, I'm not just providing a beverage for the feast. No, 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 no. This will be my first public miracle. It'll be the first time people will see my glory. It'll be the first time my disciples start believing in me. This will be the beginning of my public ministry. This isn't just about helping a family. This is the launch of my messianic mission. Are you ready for that, mom? In closing, put yourself in Mary's shoes. Imagine being Mary. Mary has known, she has known for 30 years what was going to come when Jesus began his public ministry. Because what happened when her little baby, her infant Jesus, was a 40-day-old baby, she brought that baby up to the temple. And what did Simeon foretell? That one day, this child would be hated, misunderstood, opposed, and eventually killed when he began his ministry. For 30 years, Mary's had the burden of knowing one day he'll begin his public ministry, and it'll be the beginning of the end. And here at Cana, she says these, Jesus, she just says, oh, could, could you change the water to wine? Can you do this miracle? And in the end, what happens? In the end, Jesus says, this, what is this wine, mom, to you and to me? To you, it's just about the beverage for the feast. But for me, this is the beginning of my public ministry. And if I begin my public ministry, I reveal my glory and people start believing in me. If I perform this first miracle, mom, then you're no longer just mom. You are woman. You are the woman of Genesis 3.15. You are the woman whose son will defeat the devil. And if I begin this miracle and I begin my public ministry today, then my hour, which has not yet come, is on the horizon now. If I perform this miracle and begin my public ministry, it's the beginning of the end. I will launch the ministry. People will start to hate me, oppose me, disagree with me, plot against me, and eventually kill me. Are you sure, mom, that's what you want? This is an intense moment for Mary. If this were me, and I, and, and I was the parent there, and I heard Jesus say all this, I would be like, oh, 
it's okay, we don't need wine. We'll just serve some lemonade. Lemonade is probably just fine because <laughs> I'd want to hold on to Jesus for myself. But that's not what Mary does. Mary doesn't skip a beat. With full knowledge of what this means for her son and for her own maternal heart, she says, yes. She continues her fiat and she immediately tells those servants, do whatever he tells you, knowing that at this moment, she's letting go of her son. This is the beginning of the end. She is launching him to the sword, launching him to the cross, launching him ultimately in his public ministry, which will lead to his hour and to his death. So there's a lot there that we can contemplate in this scene at Cana, and we are here, right here in the city of Cana, where that first miracle took place. And so when we after this time, we'll pray our decade of the rosary, contemplating that second luminous mystery, the, the miracle of Cana. And we're going to go inside that church. You'll have a little time to pray. I want you to think about Mary's moment. I want you to think about her fiat at Cana, her continued yes at Cana. And ask Mary that we may always do whatever he tells us, even if it's hard, even if we're scared, even if we don't want to give up control, even if it means the cross for us, that we will say yes with her heart like she did. This has been a special edition of All Things Catholic recorded on location in Cana of Galilee. If you'd like to learn more about my pilgrimages, check out my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. And I want to encourage you, if you've never been to the Holy Land, please go if you ever get the chance, whether with me or any other group. It'll change your life. It'll change the way you look at the scriptures to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and see where he performed his ministry. So check that out. Also, if you wanted to learn more about that upcoming Theology of the Body conference, May 8th through 10th, the free online conference, you can look in the show notes. I have a link there. You can also go to my Instagram page and find the link in the bio to register for free. Thanks so much for listening and God bless.